Welcome to Liberty Monks Podcast. James Mundy here with Mike Mundy. How are you tonight? Brother Mike. Well, besides it being rainy and cold in Florida, I'm doing pretty good, but otherwise, yeah, great. Good. Well, I'm doing great too, and I'm absolutely excited to introduce our guest for this evening. Sam Bushman is the National Operations Manager at the Constitutional Sheriff and Peace Officers Association. Phenomenal organization for those who um, want to look into that. Um, fantastic. And we're going to learn a bunch about that tonight. And Sam is a lifelong, lifelong member of that organization. He's also a nationally syndicated talk show host with over 25 years of on-air experience. And he currently hosts the Liberty Roundtable with just really important discussions right now that are going on affecting everybody's liberty. And I think that uh, we're just really, really grateful to have you on tonight, Sam. Welcome to Liberty Monks. Thank you, sir. Delighted to be here. Nice to meet you as well, Mike. You too, sir. Awesome. So, Sam, um, you mentioned in pre-show, big family guy. Um, You got, how, how many kids did you say you had? Yeah, we got eight kids. Four of them are married and I got five grandkids. Beautiful. Um, and your talk show career, when did that start? So it's a long story. When I was a little kid, about five years old, my friends would play baseball and I'd listen to Wolfman Jack on the radio. And I wanted to be a a broadcaster back then. And my, my mom checked into broadcasting school and they were like, forget it, kid, you'll never make it. Well, I get the last laugh, but what happened was I started making a living uh, as an IT professional. Well, it's a long story. I was getting a degree in psychology yeah, uh, but I was uh, I needed a computer to help me in school. Uh, and so I got a computer, loved it. Computers just seemed to uh, get along with me quite well. So I started helping girls in the computer lab. Well, I never got my psychology degree, but I did uh, excel at IT. And so I made my living in IT and I did mortgages. I was a mortgage broker for a long time and I was an insurance uh, licensed insurance professional for a long time. So I made mm-hmm. my money kind of in finance. But then a buddy of mine and I were working on a campaign back in like 1991. It was the Bug Rights campaign, if you've ever heard of it. And he was running for president of the United States at the time. And uh, we heard some radio talk show hosts way late at night. And we're like, man, these guys are either crazy and they should be arrested or they're, they've got something that we've got to spread the word on. And so we did some research. Turned out they were right. We need to spread the word. One of them was a guy by the name of Jerry Hughes. And he did a radio program called Washington on Trial. And I really loved that name and loved that concept. And that's what kind of got me into radio. So we went to a radio station and said, hey, man, will you put this stuff on? And the guy's like, no. And we're like, we'll pay you. And he goes, okay. Anyway, long story short, we realized he who owns the media makes the rules. And that's a presentation that I give. Uh, And so we were complaining about it to a guy that actually owned a bunch of radio stations one time. And he goes, well, I'll sell you one. Why don't you put your money where your mouth is? So I literally sold my house. Me and my wife literally built a house. We sold it and I bought a radio station. And I learned how to run it back in 1992 to 96. I ran it for 10 years, sold it to like-minded friends, and went into syndicated radio ever since. Wow, fascinating, man. You guys took a leap of faith. (laughs) I mean, mean, you just went all in, man. You sold your place and everything. I mean, that is the leap of faith. That is the... That is, that's American right there. <laughs> and my wife hasn't even left me. I, all my eight kids are from the same woman. And we're still together 30 years. God bless you, man. That's awesome. Well, good for you. Um, well, it's great to get that background on you. And now you, um, you're the national operations manager and director for this phenomenal organization of sheriffs that are looking to defend our constitutional rights here in America Just give us a little bit. I want to really get into that. We have a bunch of stuff we want to talk to you about because you're so entrenched in this. But can you give us some insight into that organization and what you guys are up to right now? 
So I've been a talk show host, as you know, for 25 plus years. I'm pretty mm-hmm. savvy at politics. I've been around for a long time. I've interviewed everybody under the sun. Um, even Donald Trump Jr. came on my radio program on Super Tuesday. Uh, so uh, okay. I've been around for a long time. And the reason I tell you that is because I usually have a policy that I don't join organizations. Because there's so many of them. Everybody wants your time. Everybody wants your endorsement. Everybody wants everything. Mm-hmm. And I started interviewing Richard Mack, believe it or not, be, before he even beat Bill Clinton at the Supreme Court. No kidding. And uh, what happened was, is I was so impressed with Sheriff Richard Mack at the time. And then after he won at the Supreme Court and he started the CSPOA, uh, I just started volunteering for the organization. And then eventually I became a member. And then now I'm eventually now the operations director for the CSPOA. But it all happened because I, I believe that Richard Mack is for real. Number one, I believe he's real in terms of uh, on a personal level, meaning that he's honest, that this is not a game for him or a money-making game for him. This is a real quest for liberty by the good sheriff. And when I understood that, then I said, okay, but is his organization uh, kind of on the take or are they going to be an issue? Mm -hmm. And I researched and I I ran some events with them and I realized, you know what? They're transparent with the money too. There's no games here at all. And so I decided to join and that was kind of a landmark because I don't join any organization. Uh, But to make a long story short, I've been working with them from the inside since the beginning. Uh, I gave a speech in Las Vegas in I think 2012 um, and it was called... uh, sheriffs will be backed by Americans. And I gave a speech to a couple of hundred sheriffs uh, in Vegas. And so I've been around since the very inception uh, of the CSPO. And I'm telling you that not only is the organization and the the president, Sheriff Richard Mack, true blue and for real, but their solution is one that can actually work. And that's kind of the issue here is a lot of people have a lot of good ideas. Everybody wants to build a new mousetrap, right? A better mousetrap to your door. But the truth is, Oh, we got to go back to the tried and true that was already there and has been there for literally centuries in the case of the sheriff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it's not only are they good, real people in a real organization, but their solution can actually work. And that's why I decided, hey, I'm in on this thing all the way. That's great. That's great. And I, you know, in, in hearing it, the, the different um, events that I've heard you speak at, that I've heard uh, the Mike and I have heard Sheriff Max speak at. Um, uh, that's why we wanted to have you on and why, you know, we wanted to talk about this because we believe you guys are for real too. And we also believe that the sheriffs in this country are integral to the success of just defending our country and everybody in it from the tyranny that's going on. I mean, this is, I mean, Sam, we're, we're two years in almost two years into two week lockdown, flatten the curve. <laughs> Right. You remember that two week yeah, lockdown? Two years later, we're still in the two week flat down. You know, <laughs> hey, we're going to flatten the curve. Right. Right. And even even though, uh, Mike, didn't the CDC come out and, and, and make some adjustments today or, the, or somebody made some adjustments today to one of the treatments, right? The Regeneron? Oh, the FDA. The FDA? Pulled the plug on the monoclonal antibodies today. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Ron DeSantis of Florida is livid. Yeah. Yeah, he is. He is. And they're giving they're giving a bunch of double talk about why they've done it. But, you know, to your point, Sam, it this it's became quite apparent to us that it's has not been this whole thing has not been about the health and safety of the American people whatsoever, because the motivation for this tyranny has got to be beyond that because of how they've done this and what they've done. Listen, from your perspective, you guys are on the front line of this. You guys are hearing even more than we are. I guarantee it just because of the nature of your organization being that you're in law enforcement within this organization, 
Sam, what is what is actually going on from your perspective and what do you guys see? All right. So what's going on really is everything that could save lives, everything that could protect people, everything that could reduce the virus, reduce the spread, reduce the infections, reduce the death or the severe injury. Everything that could do those things is being shunned, mocked and jettisoned. Mm -hmm. Everything uh, that could make a difference is being absolutely destroyed. In fact, I do a TV show every Tuesday with Sheriff Richard Mack. We're co-hosts of the show. It's called the Sheriff Mack Show, but I simulcast it on the second hour of my radio show on Tuesdays. It's on Brighty on TV. The reason I'm telling you this is because just this morning, um, we had on Nurse Erin, uh, and she's the whistleblower nurse that wrote a book that literally said, yep. hey, they're killing people in the New York hospitals. Okay, so we had her yep. on, and we really have firsthand knowledge of what's happening. Um, this is an intentional destruction of everything we hold dear in America with a goal of a, not just a financial, but a whole societal reset. That's their goal, because the only way they can have their global dreams is to destroy the greatest country on the face of the earth. They're going for broke on this thing, and we're not going to let them win. Going for broke, and we're not going to let them win. I love that, man. That is absolutely – and I know who you're talking about. Uh, I know uh, Nurse Aaron. I, that's somebody who we've been trying to track down to get on our program, our show, because, I mean, she was one of the first people to come forward, right, and say, listen, the protocols are killing people. Yes. Now, not only is she one of the first people to come forward, but I don't know if you know this, but she went undercover. Her attorney <laughs> wow. gave her some some goggles that could record her glasses that could record. She went undercover in the hospitals and literally recorded the murders. I well, well, if you read wow. the FDA announcement today, it says, hey, we're pulling monoclonal, but get your booster, get your vaccine. Oh, by the way, and take remdesivir. It's all in the FDA announcement today. Yeah, and the vaccine and remdesivir are the two worst things you can do. Right. Uh, short of a ventilator. Right. So right. to your point, they're uh, promoting things that don't work and taking away things that do. Uh, anybody who stands for the truth, their whole careers are destroyed. Frontline doctors are now in the thousands with attorneys behind them and everything else. And the mainstream press in bed with your CIA-driven media. Uh, and government, they're all pushing this narrative to destroy anybody's career that doesn't carry their water. It's time to speak up, people, and it's time to call a halt to their con game. Um, who, you guys have had lots of discussions in your group. I, you know, in, I'm sure uh, tons of back and forth and brainstorming, but uh, how, how deep does this go? Is this every government on the planet that is in cahoots here? How... Did they, is it literally that organized? Yes, without question. Wow. Wow. How, how do you think, I mean, this Dr. Martin Luther King, and this is a quote Mike found, and it's a, it's a great quote for, I think, what we're dealing with. And, it, and the quote is, nothing in all the world is more dangerous than sincere ignorance and conscientious stupidity. I mean... I, I know that. <laughs> <laughs> right. So in other words, right. People that are ignorant, they should scare us. Right. Um, but there's protests happening all over the planet right now. Obviously there's a lot of people that are awake, right. Are these people that you think are just all of a sudden now falling into common sense and they realize that maybe the government is not out for the best interest of our, of, of, of our people. 
I mean, are we seeing a great awakening of people that can contend with us? Yeah, I think the answer is yes, for sure. You know, I've been in this business, as you know, for 25 plus years. And I'm telling you, I've seen more people come to the table in the last probably three to five years, a little bit before COVID, but really so much so in COVID to where there's a huge awakening. People who used to think I was crazy, cuckoo, now are going, what's the latest news? How did you know? What? And, and now they're looking for direction, whereas before they dismissed me as a whack because I would tell the truth about global government, because I would tell the truth about this symptomatic destruction of everything we hold dear, this intentional dismantling of America, et cetera. Uh, and so you're right. There is a huge awakening. But I'll tell you one thing that's interesting. We were worried when the coronavirus uh, lockdown for 14 days happened, and then it turned into longer and longer and longer because we thought, you know what? We travel and speak, we travel and train, we travel and, um, you know, spread the word of liberty, man, everything we're going to be do is going to stop. We're not going to be able to get the word out to people. Our organization is going to shrink. I'm telling you right now, it's not shrinking at all. Over the last two years, it's, it's ten tuppled and more to the point where we can't even handle all the interviews. We can't handle all the places we're supposed to be. I've literally got 10 places where county sheriffs want us to come in training get continuing education in place for their deputies and things we've never seen the likes of this ever wow and it's happening now though what so what do you attribute to this sam what what is what is i I know obviously the obvious answer is just what people are just so sick and tired of this and if you have if you have any type of an inquisitive nature to you, you have to ask questions, right? Like that's, that's real science asking questions and challenging things. And that's been shunned. So anybody that understands the true nature of that should have their alarm bells going off right now. Do you believe that that's the reason why, or is there something else that's driving people intuitively to fight back? I think it's a gut thing Uh, because of the, the, I'm going to call it the bread and circus in America, so much entertainment, so much food, so much stimulus money. You know, the Mm -hmm. average Joe is just coddled uh, into complacency, but people, regardless of all that veneer of, of the world's okay. Don't worry about it. People in their gut feel a sea change. So Erin, for example, and I refer to her just because she was with us today. And, you know, she said, I walked into that hospital and it didn't take me, but seconds to realize this isn't, they had it. They had her come as an emergency nurse paying her $10,000 a week. And she went there for the first three days and did nothing but sit around. Did she go to New York, Sam? She's not from New York. She's from Florida. She went to New York to help. Yeah. She she went to New York to help. Right. Yeah. 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 That's right. Okay. So, but she's getting paid 10 grand a week and she's sitting around watching going, they're killing people. And she said, everybody knew it, but only the few would speak up. So this is what I mean. People know in their guts, something is wrong. Yeah. And and I, I agree with you on that. Um, it's absolutely gut check time. And to your point, um, if you, it doesn't take, it's not hard to find the information right now, right? It's all there for everybody to go find. What do you think is the biggest roadblock for, for people right now? I know that there's a lot of propaganda and things that are intentionally done to persuade people to not to kind of look the other way or to not pay attention to the reality of what's going on. But I guess, what do you think tactically they are doing to steer people away from the truth? You know, I think the media is absolutely bought and paid for. Like I told you, I give speeches Mm -hmm. called 
Um, he who owns the media makes the rules. I also give another uh, presentation called The New Media Takes Center Stage because I want people to understand, look, the whole media there is down to five or six major corporations if you trace it all, and it's really all controlled and ran by the CIA. All right, so wow. with that in mind, the biggest impediment is people getting the truth. So the problem or the biggest roadblock is that when people can't get the truth, it's very hard to make decisions. And a lot of people know something's wrong in their gut, but they don't know what to do about it because they don't know where to go for real information, for truth. And they also are in paralyzed fear. I'm going to lose my job. If I don't take the vax, I'm going to die. The, the fear is ratcheted up to such epic proportions that suicides are at all-time high, alcohol and drug abuse and self-medications at an all-time high. I mean, the deaths from the corona and the deaths from the vaccines are only part of that picture. And, and yeah. so I think people know in their gut something's wrong. They're in fear. They don't know what to do about it. They're afraid they're going to lose their job. I mean, it just goes on and on and on, right? It certainly does. It go. I mean, yeah, it goes on and on and on in, in, in dramatic fashion, I would say, right? Absolutely. So when, when it will end, uh, as soon as the people start to turn off the mainstream press uh, and more and more people circumvent it. My fear, yeah. though, is if we push back hard enough, they'll just ratchet to the next level. Just imagine right. if they have the next coronavirus in the works that's 10 times more deadly Then what. So right. you know, they've got the fear factor on their side, and it's going to take real patriots that are willing to give their lives, their fortunes, their sacred honor. Sound familiar? <laughs> the cause of liberty. Yeah. Do you think there's any way possible this is just the precursor or the trial run for, as you mentioned, maybe something more deadly or something in the future? It seems like it's so strange. It's kind of like testing the waters or push, pushing the envelope to see what we'll do, how much we'll take. It just seems like it's a trial run for something. I don't know. What do you think? I would say I would bet on it. I don't have any facts really? to back that up or any proof except for the statements they've made. You know, a fat, whacked out Fauci and others have made statements like you're going to be wearing a mask forever. Like we're going to have, you know, uh, COVID shots like the flu shots. You're going to get them every year, every six months. Like you're going to have to have a passport to do anything. Pretty soon it's going to be are you able to buy and sell kind of an idea. These ideas about a credit score coming out of China where you're going to have a social media credit score. Tie that with your vaccine card. Tie that with your driver's license. Tie that with your social security card. Tie that with your, I mean, it just goes on and on yeah. uh, to where footprint. they've got more planned in the digital footprint print reality for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think there's, and there's, there's, there's documents that are surfacing all over the place. Right. I mean, from documents like event 201, um, in, in operation lockstep, there's even, there's even publications. I don't know if you've seen this book, uh, this publication, silent weapons for quiet wars, but these things talk about literally like the game plan <laughs> and right. then you, see, then you see it executed. What was that? I, I said, that's right. And they're going to they're gonna use things like the next issue is going to be the environment. They're going to basically say, hey, how big is your footprint, Mike? <laughs> how big is your footprint, James, Sam? Whoa, mm -hmm. Sam, you got eight kids and five grand. Your footprint's massive, right? right. Um, they're going to start to put that into your social credit score. I mean, you're having too many babies. You're doing this. You're that. You're, and they're going to start to control. And all these eventually... Um, it's like how you put ratchet straps on your pickup when you're trying to tie something down and, you know, you, 
you crank it and it gets tighter and tighter and tighter, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what they're doing to everything, the economy, the environment, the medical reality, all these things. And eventually at some point it's going to cross paths to where we're going to go, oh, man, the pressure's too great. Mm-hmm. I hope we're not there and I hope we never get there, but I'm predicting we will, even though I'm praying we don't. And, and what do you think? I mean, ultimately, Sam, you know, based on all the conversations, obviously you've talked to a ton of people and, and you're in the know on this stuff. Um, what do you think their ultimate goal is? I'm almost afraid to ask you this because, you know, we've heard things from this whole thing, like everything's, you know, depopulation. They think there's too many people. They're consuming too many resources. And I mean, almost like literally looking at people as cattle. Like I, I, I feel like, I feel that way. I feel like that's how they view people, you know, that aren't yes, like them. For sure. Yeah. And, and, and that's disturbing enough, but I guess, is that, is there, is there any truth to that? Do you think, do you think yes, that we're sure. dealing with the depopulation thing? If you study the eugenics movement, they believe there's no way for them to have their global tyranny without decreasing the population substantially. So what they want to do through eugenics is create two groups of people, them and us. And I know that's a little redneck description, but there you go. They want the them and they want the us. Uh, What's good for me and thee ain't good for, right, kind of Mm -hmm. deal. And they want themselves to live forever. Now, I know this sounds psychotic and stupid, uh, but, but that's what they want to live forever. And then they want the rest of you and I to be dumbed down like monkeys. Not so monkified that we can't perform to do their bidding but that we don't critically think for ourselves, that we don't prize liberty, that we simply work for the man. And in communism, that's what it is. There's the laborers and then there's the elites. And you can say, Sam, that's crazy notion. But look, if you take a biblical perspective on this, they had the Tower of Babel back in the day. I mean, Babel. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm joking because it all turned into Babel, right? <laughs> yep. Language sure got mixed up. Yep. Uh, but anyway, sure I'm did. telling you, and that was the quest then to say, we're going to build, we're going to become greater than God. And that's what these people want. They want power over life and death. And they want to decide who's in and who's out. And they want to decide who the elites are. And then they want to decide who's going to serve the elites. And they want the rest dead so they don't get in the way. And you can say, Sam, that's a whacked out conspiracy theory. And my response is there are documents that back this up through history like you wouldn't believe. So there's documents uh, historical well, documents. the Tower of Babel is one example yeah, of them yeah, trying oh, to sure. seize power. Mm-hmm. Uh, for starters, right? Cain killed Abel for the same reason, for gain. Yep. Okay, so this isn't uh, something new or something that's just made up or that I dreamed up. If you go study uh, the bankers in the Federal Reserve, you'll find out, hey, they yep. couldn't destroy America unless they put us on dishonest money. That way they could fund their wars. That way they could fund their, okay, all these things tie together and only can lead to one thing. Look, if there's one or two examples, it's an accident. But if it's consistently pursued for years, for decades, for century, for millennia, you mm-hmm. can come to no other conclusion that they're on a quest. And who they're coming for is Christians. Why? Because it's really this war that began in heaven that's biblically spoken of, where Satan was thrust down. And the war between Satan and evil, Christ and good, is on. And it continues today. And they're coming for the Christians. They're coming for us. That's not a theological discussion in terms of the keys to theology. It's a discussion about the founding fathers created a Christian nation. And they've been attacked ever since, haven't they? Why? Because they're steadily pursuing this agenda. 
this agenda. So what do you think ultimately the agenda is? I mean, I know that we talked about, hey, they want to depopulate. They want to be in total control. They want to live forever. But I mean, are we talking transhumanism? Because that seems to be the topic that I keep hearing a lot of people talk about. The, the engineering humans with biotech. Yeah, that's the changing method humanity. they want that's the method they want to help have to help themselves live forever and become greater intelligent. They want to use tech and everything else. And then they want to dumb down the rest of us. And they're going to use eugenics as their method. This transhumanism is their method as they try to circumplant or replace God. That's their goal. They're crazy. Wow. That is insane. That's absolutely. And you can say, wow, Sam, for the CSPA, you're sure going out on a limb. I don't think so. No. Now, I, I, you know, I, Sam, I have to tell you what, man, we, we've done a lot of our own research too, and it pains me to, to, to go down that road, but I, I believe you're, there's a lot of truth in what you're saying. Truth tellers are what we have to have. Yeah. And it's now time when they're literally killing us as we were told about the New York hospitals, they're literally killing us all over the country. Uh, it's now time to take off the gloves and be truth tellers like we've never seen before. And you know what? You cannot believe me today, but in two or three years, you will. Just like 20 years ago, people thought I was crazy. Now they come to me and say, what's happening next? How did you know? Because I'm telling you, once you understand their narrative, everything yeah. starts to make sense. See, we come from the perspective, uh, Mike and James, that we're all good and good is the goal. And how could these things be happening? Well, it doesn't make any sense then. Mm -hmm. But when you understand their agenda, pretty soon everything makes sense. Yeah, you're right. I mean, you know, it's clearly, you know, as we sit here, um, you know, it's clearly a war on religion, especially Christianity. It's, it's, it's absolutely a war on the people, a war on the children, obviously, because of what they've done to children forced or suggested vaccines and, you know, masks in school and just putting these kids through what they've been put through. And we've talked to enough people that are involved in education and um, that are involved in you know, starting you know, alternative schools for either homeschool kids or charter schools that see the damage this has done to children. And we're seeing an absolute war against everything that we know, to your point, that we know and love. So these liberties, this war against, against the people of this world even, and the liberties being stripped away, especially if people here in America that have these sacred liberties. What are the, your organization, the constitutional sheriffs, and we talked about this a little bit about how it was integral for us to have law enforcement in some way, shape or form help to lead the charge on this. Do you feel that that's the role of the constitutional sheriffs at this point? Is that one of the things that you guys are striving to accomplish? Absolutely. Yes. But remember, everybody kind of wants to look at the sheriff as like a king. Ladies and gentlemen, kings have never saved you and will never save you. OK, understand that principle. We don't want a king. We don't want some individual to come in as the benevolent, benevolent savior. We've already got a savior, Jesus Christ. OK, Amen. so the CSPOA, even though it's about sheriff standing. And protecting their citizens. It's about sheriffs keeping their oaths of office. It's about sheriffs learning the supreme law of the land and their duty. It's really the, the CSPOA is a group of Americans and citizens, not of sheriffs. Okay. 
It's a group of Americans that back their county sheriffs because if a sheriff stands up for what's right and he stands alone, he'll literally get slaughtered. The only way that a sheriff has real power is by the greater number of we, the people. Think about the Declaration of Independence for a second. They derive their just power from the consent of the governed. That's us, baby. So God gave us inalienable rights. We then, through the Declaration of Independence, said, hey, we're willing to give them to government if they keep the contract and obey. But the second they act outside of the contract that we gave them, amen to the authority of those thugs. Okay, so sheriffs need to understand that they get their power and their authority from the people who elect them Mm -hmm. and then from the people who back them as they stand as vanguards of liberty. They're not kings but they have tremendous authority and they're living beneath their station right now. And that's why we got to teach them about the declaration of independence, where just powers come from, and then teach them about their general constitution. You guys know that as the federal constitution or the U S constitution. I call it general because the founding fathers called it the general government. Right. And then your state constitution, whichever state it is between those two documents, you see all the separations of powers that you need. And then you understand that by the consent of us to govern, the sheriff has power. So we need to back our sheriffs. We not only need to elect them, but then we need to back them and give them the mojo that they can have if they understand their role and if they get the support from we the people. Without that, I'm telling you, it's curtains. With that, though, then Sheriff Mack wrote, and this book highlights the point, the book is called The County Sheriff, America's Last Hope. Because if we do it right, it is. It's the most local level of government on the executive branch that represents we, the people directly see the blend, the power of that. Mm -hmm. We, the people by our greater numbers have a democratic portion to promote the Republic form of government, which is far from a democracy. It's full of checks and balances, full of God's law, full of government, having just consent from the governed when they obey it. It's the proper role of constitutional government when they disobey we got to replace them with somebody who will obey, right? So that's kind of our role and what the goal of the CSPOA is, to train, to teach, to educate, to support, to act as a clearinghouse of information, for all that to come to fruition. But it all depends on you and me. And one becomes two, becomes the few, becomes the many. And that's where the power comes from. So, Sam, that being said, you mentioned that you guys have the solution right to this whole thing is that the solution is it is it literally getting local boots on the ground um yes getting people involved and just awareness spread everywhere is that really the the main driving force in the solution to this issue that we're dealing with of government massive government overreach and just horrible things right this is horrible yes i don't it, care it what is. that is the okay. solution but but yeah. understand that the solution the reason that it's so valuable and that it mm-hmm. works and why they're so afraid of us Uh, is because all the other solutions are a great hope that'll never succeed. We're going to start with a a great man, a president who's going to fix it all. It'll never work. The reason this works is because it's so grassroots. It's so bottom up. It's dealing with the government that, that governs closest to the people, which is the most effective government. Now take a county and say you get the sheriff to understand his God given role his elected authority delegated by the consent of the governed. And then you add that to the legislative branch, which is the county commissioners Mm -hmm. or the equivalent. Sometimes they're called county supervisors sometimes, but it's the legislative branch in your county is the point. And then imagine getting the DA, the judicial branch or the district attorney aboard. And now you create this constitutional county that acts as a buffer 
and says, you know what, government, you're not coming into my county and doing that. IRS, no thanks. You're not welcome here. You're not stealing people's homes. We're not doing that in our county. And if you have all three branches of government in a county backed by the people, I'm telling you right now, the feds run. And we have examples of this. This isn't just a pipe dream. Sheriff Brad Rogers, for example, was in Elkhart County, Indiana. And he, uh, he's not a sheriff now because there was term limits. So he was a sheriff till his term mm -hmm. ran out. Now he's a county commissioner, by the way. Okay. So he's a former sheriff, Brad Rogers, in Indiana. And a Amish farmer came to him and said, hey, man, uh, the uh, FDA and everything are bugging me because I got this contraband. It's called raw milk and cheese. And I need them to leave me alone. And so the sheriff literally checked with the Amish farmer and said, are you serious? Are you ready to take this all the way to the bank or not? Um, because he only can represent somebody who's serious, who wants the representation. Mm -hmm. So the Amish farmer said, yes. Brad Rogers of Elkhart County wrote a letter to the feds and said, get out of my county. You're not welcome here. And they wrote back and they said, Sheriff, you don't want to do that. We'll arrest you. And he said, come in my county and try it. You'll be arrested and thrown in jail and you'll be getting your buddies to come try to bail you out. <laughs> and he won. And the wow. government backed down and the farmer's been left alone ever since. Wow. Um, we've got examples after examples after examples of when the sheriff stands up as the executive branch backed by the legislative branch, the county commissioners, backed by the DA, backed by the people, you have something that truly can set the record straight in America. Okay? Mm -hmm. So that is the solution, but it depends on a moral people. And you can't just be armed with knowledge. Even Satan knows Jesus lives, right? Yep. You got to be willing to do something. And that's where the, the real solution is, is that Americans backing their county sheriffs in ways that are meaningful. So how so ways that are meaningful, how can how can Americans back their sheriffs in a meaningful way? What in, in a perfect world for you guys, what would you love to see happen? All right. So the IRS says, hey, Mike, we're going to take your house from you, buddy, because we say you owe taxes. And Mike's like, wait a minute. I already paid or no, I didn't or whatever the case may be. And Mike's saying, I want due process. And uh, the IRS says, I don't care what you want. So they send the thugs into the county. Well, in the world that we have today, the thugs just come beat your door down and the sheriff sits in his yep. sheriff's department drinking coffee. We don't think that's the plan. The plan would be for the sheriff, though, to notify the federal government. So you're not coming into my county without coordination. You're going to let me know if you're in my county or you might get shot. Not because we want to shoot you, but because we won't know who the good guys are and the bad guys are if you don't properly notify us. However, when you come into our county, we're willing to work with you, general government. IRS, whoever, mm -hmm. but you're going to have your ducks in a row. I want to see all your paperwork. I want to make sure you've given my citizen due process. I want to make sure that you've truly given my citizen a speedy trial. I want to make sure that you've dotted all the I's and crossed all the T's to where it's legitimate. That's my job as a sheriff to guarantee that to my citizen. That's the whole purpose of government, right? Mm -hmm. And so the sheriff says this to the feds, and the feds either one, leave, or two, if the sheriffs decide to come, now, if I'm the sheriff, I can deputize whoever I want to, right? All right. I can also create a big posse on the ground that I can bring 15,000 Americans to this person's house and say, feds, it's time to go home. Because you know what? You're not giving this person due process. And I'm not here as the sheriff to determine the guilt of somebody or not. That's the court's discussion. Yep. But I am here to guarantee due process for my citizen. Absolutely. And if you federal government want to deny that, I will stop you and I will protect my citizen and I will make sure that you come 
prepared to obey the laws of this land, the supreme law of the land at the general level, the state constitution at the local level, etc. And I'm here to make everyone obey. Government gets no exception. And so the sheriff does his duty. He's not making a decision whether there's guilt or not. He's merely saying, we will not let you trample people's rights. It's that simple. And if you have your ducks in a row, and if you come peacefully and coordinate, and you're pro- then you know what? We can let the courts figure out some of these things. But I'm going to guarantee my citizen his rights, his due process, his right to a speedy trial, his right to a jury by peers. I'm going to make sure those things happen for him. And that's the sheriff's job. Mm-hmm. And he can only get it done backed by the American people. But as you saw with the Ammon Bundy case uh, in Nevada, hey, when enough people came, the, the feds backed down, didn't they? Mm-hmm. They didn't like it. But they knew that the people have the authority. The people have the power. And we're not here to have a fight with the federal government. We're just here to say, we've given you a contract. And when you act within that contract, we give consent. But when you act outside of that contract, we're going to hold you accountable. That's the checks and balances that makes America great. Absolutely. Absolutely. Sorry for talking so long. No, that was awesome. No, I, <laughs> I, I really love that. Um, you know, I think there's a, you know, one of the things we keep hearing from people is, you know, I think there's some, there's people waking up, but I don't know that there's as many people taking this as seriously as maybe they could, or maybe even should be. How seriously should people be taking the threat that is seems to be on our doorstep. I mean, if you had uh, either could be a long winded answer or a short one, how seriously do you think this, how serious do you think this is? And how seriously do you think people should be taking what's happening right now? I'm going to give you a really short answer. You ready? Mm -hmm. Life or death serious. Life or death serious. Yeah. It's that serious because not only are your Liberty at stake, but your health is at stake your very life with the with the belligerence they're taking on healthcare, they literally have protocols that are killing people. This is no game anymore. This is not, oh, we just disagree on a political point. Um, this is they are forcing their agenda and they need to be stopped. Okay, there is no precedent. There is no support to monitor and control well people because we claim they're sick. You know, you're just asymptomatic. You don't even know you're sick, Mike. Right. You don't even know you're sick, James. But I say you are, and so you are, and so I'm going to control you. This has never been done in history. This has got to stop. That's what I mean by they're going for broke. They've sent a shot across the bow of every American to say, hey, you better stand up for your rights now, because if you don't, you will eventually lose them all. Do you think they anticipated this type of resistance and pushback? Yes. Yeah. I believe they have. Do you think they're prepared for it? It depends on what we do. Okay. What do so you suggest? If, what do you suggest? If su- we just what? rant and rave and do nothing, then yeah, yeah they're prepared for it. What if action we literally do you think- get constitutional counties all across yeah. the country? They're not prepared for that. I'm telling you right now. Yeah. What actions do you think people need to take to a support the efforts that you all have, but also just you know, a lot of people don't know where to turn and where to go, you know, to even get involved. What, what, what do you, in your group, what do you anticipate would be the most effective thing for folks to start to do and get active? And what are those things and how do they do it? So there are, in my mind, hot buttons for everyone. Mm -hmm. There's also talents that could be brought to the table for every one of us. 
And my talents may not be your talents and vice versa. My talents are in radio. My talents are a public speaker. My talents are the ability to articulate and bring complicated topics down to the kitchen table. That's my, my, my talent. And God told me years ago, that's your calling, get after it. And, 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 you know, so that's what I do. Others are writers. Others have uh, businesses and they don't want to be in the limelight, but they can fund the efforts of a lot of us. Others are organizers and they can organize groups. Uh, so what I'm saying is you need to get on your knees and find out where your talents are and then get up and go to work. So that's what individually you can do. But it also depends on your hot buttons, too. If election fraud is your issue, you know, everybody wants to solve it by a single lawsuit at the federal level. Good luck. You're not going to get it done. My recommendation on that is return to paper ballots. Do it by precinct by precinct. Do you know how many precincts are in America? Well over 100,000. Just imagine if every single precinct had some American that sued and said, we're going to get to the bottom of these election frauds and we're going to have paper ballots going forward. I'm telling you, they'd have 100,000 plus lawsuits on their hands. Just imagine if you wanted to take on the IRS and we said, look, we're not going to not pay our taxes because they'll take away our houses. What we're going to do is send a postcard to the IRS every single day. And the postcard says abolish the IRS. And we sent it and a million Americans sent a postcard every day. It cost you what, 50 cents each mm-hmm. Yep. Oh. per day. So 15 bucks a month about, right? And the post, the post office would be delivering a million postcards calling to abolish the IRS every single day, 365 days. And then they get a postcard that's a quarter size on the quarter, right? Mm -hmm. 365 and a quarter days. So you'd have 365 million pieces of mail going to the IRS saying abolish the IRS. And it would take a million Americans, only 50 cents a day to do. So these are the examples of Mm -hmm. we act like we've tried everything, but we haven't even come close. What would the media do? If we started a campaign and a million postcards went to the IRS every single day, could they not cover it? Right. They'll try their best. Right. It, it, but it would shut down the whole post office. It really would. Yeah, you're right. I'm it telling would. you, they could not. So this is what I mean by our greater numbers. Now, yeah. I'm not talking about breaking any laws. You're allowed to send a postcard to your favorite IRS, aren't you? <laughs> sure. Could See? Be someone over there you like? Sure. Okay, precincts. You're allowed to go to your precinct and say, we believe there's a problem here and we need to have a redress of grievance. That's your First Amendment, right? Mm-hmm. So everything that I'm talking about is peaceful and within the scope of the law. Um, but imagine if every American said, I'm going to have my sheriff know my name. Yep. I'm going to make a friend out of my sheriff. We're going to change police work in America. It's not going to be the police or, or gods from on high and shut up, sit down, I'm in charge idea. No, you work for us and you're going to know my name. My name is Sam Bushman, Sheriff so-and-so. And you know what? I'm your friend and I've got your back and I'm here to support you. But you know what? There's rules in America and there's a lot of people who think they're above the rules. Yep. And I need you to help me bring them down to earth, Sheriff. Can you please do that for me? And, and I think that there are a lot of peaceful ways to really change the game. There is not one single answer, yep. but the CSPOA acts as a clearinghouse of information Right, we provide materials, books, etc. We provide books and all kind of things, mm-hmm. and, and these materials act to help you engage with your sheriff, with the media, with the public. So I mentioned the book, "The County Sheriff: America's Last Hope." Yep, that articulates exactly how we expect the people to work with the sheriff, and what the sheriff's responsibilities and duties 
that he swore an oath to accomplish on our behalf, right? Another book Sheriff Richard Mack wrote is called, Are You a David? And the question is like David and Goliath, are you willing to stand up to tyranny? Are you a David? Another book Sheriff wow. Richard Mack wrote is called, The Proper Role of Law Enforcement, articulating what does real peaceful law enforcement look like? Is it the thug jerk cop that everybody wants to abolish and defund? Or is it a peace officer that his job is to protect and defend and develop a relationship with the public? The public, when the sheriff does it right, becomes his eyes and ears mm -hmm. if it's done right. And so um, we have all kinds of things at the, at the CSPOA. We have a document called the CSPOA resolution that we created back in 2014. There was literally a couple of hundred sheriffs uh, and law enforcement professionals in a room. There were several constitutional attorneys, Chris Ann Hall, Michael Perut, could I name a couple of them. And then there was constitutional scholars such as myself and others. And we worked to create what's called the CSPA resolution. And believe it or not, it reminds me of the founding fathers. When we tried to work on this, we eventually got sideways with one another. And it got to where it was about to melt down and we were about to walk out in failure. And we literally had someone say a prayer. Mm -hmm. And they prayed to God for guidance and humility and, and, and the spirit of liberty. And I'm telling you, you could feel the spirit into the room. Wow. And we literally then hammered out this solution, this constitutional resolution, CSPOA resolution. And we had hoped that resolution would work for counties to become constitutional counties. As I mentioned, getting all three branches of government on board to say, hey, you know what? We will obey the constitution. We will protect the people. And it took us seven long years since that document was created, but now we have actually counties that are using that resolution as a template as they become constitutional counties. There's a couple of counties in Nevada that have done it. There's a county, uh, a couple of counties in New York that have done it. And this is starting to happen across the country. And this is the change that we're seeking. It's peaceful. It's law abiding. It works with all three branches of government. So no one becomes a king, but it really helps these local elected servants realize the states created the federal government, not the other way around. Yep. The tail does not wag the dog people. So they like to attack us and misrepresent our words and take what we say out of context. But when you really hear what we have to say, everybody who looks us in the eye, shakes our hands, listens to us speak, comes in skeptical and walks out going, what do I do to help? And that's really the key. Get on your knees, find out where your talents are, get up, join the CSPOA, let it be a clearinghouse for you to help you get supplies and materials uh, and speakers and trainers and support as you work with your sheriff. Make sure he knows your name. So when the thugs say, hey, James, you're the bad guy, the sheriff goes, I don't think so. I know James. Instead of kicking in your door, maybe your sheriff will go, James, can we go to McDonald's and talk about this? Because that's what should be happening, right? That's right. Yeah. And that's what can happen if you have a relationship with the chief executive in your county. That is great, great advice. Um, and I appreciate, I really appreciate you discussing that and describing it because, I mean, I can already see it, man. Everybody needs to go do that. I'm going to go do that. I mean, we know Wayne, you know, here in Melbourne, but, you know, uh, where I, where, where we are down here and where my neck of the woods in Vero, I, I've never met Sheriff Flowers. And I don't know if he's a constitutional sheriff, but you know what? I'm going to go meet him. And maybe well, and then we want to mm, provide you materials yep. for you to be able to answer that question. Yep, absolutely. 
Well, this is Sam. This is amazingly. This is just awesome. I know. I know we're up against our time with you, and I think you've even gone over what we what we were told that you'd be able to do tonight. So we greatly, greatly appreciate this. Um, where can people learn more about how to support what it is you guys are doing and to get involved? My other question is: on top of that, can anybody join the uh, CSPOA? Yes, anybody can join the CSPOA. You go to CSPOA.org. We have uh, things that you can purchase there mm-hmm. uh, from shirts and things like that that are kind of fun, but support the cause to yeah. truly clearing house materials to help you vet your sheriff and support your sheriff. For example, you can get the resolution that I mentioned and say sheriff or county commissioners or whoever, can you help us work on using this as a template to become a constitutional county? You can get the books that I mentioned to share with your sheriff as you try to make friends with them. Uh, you can join and there's a weekly webinar that Sheriff Mack does. It's called the weekly posse webinar where you can ask questions and get answers from Sheriff Richard Mack and myself and, and other county sheriffs. Um, so all that is available at the CSPOA.org. You become a member today, support what we're doing. Every penny that you give us will be used to provide more and more and more materials uh, to travel and speak and train as you've seen us do all across the country. Uh, in 2021, for example, we literally trained over 50 sheriffs uh, and deputies alone in Texas. Wow. And that doesn't count all the other states and work and, you know, efforts that we've made. But yeah. we're on the radio, ronbrideon.tv. You can mm-hmm. watch our TV show. And that's where you get all the support from us. You can get questions answered. Uh, you can uh, have us, you know, come and publicly speak and train. Uh, you can get clearinghouse uh, of materials from us shipped to you, uh, brochures to educate people. It's all about the supreme law of the land. And it's all about uh, taking an oath and keeping that oath to um, to the people. The oath isn't to the Constitution. The oath isn't to yourself. It's to God and to the people that you promise to serve. That's where your oath has real power and real ability to change. A lot of sheriffs come skeptical to our trainings. They leave going, I'm in. I feel awesome. what you're doing. I yep. feel the spirit in the room. I want to step up. So I'll give you one last example. Bob Songer is a sheriff in... Uh, Click Attack County, Washington. He's a current sitting sheriff. And he didn't like the federal government, the Justice Department, the FBI, and all the wackos up there with Biden saying that his uh, parents that were taking on the school board, he didn't like them being called terrorists. So he sent an open letter to his county officials, state officials, including the governor and the state attorney general, and to the federal level or the general government, Merrick Garland, attorney general, et cetera. And he said, listen, you're not going to call my citizen parents who want accountability in the schools terrorists. You're not going to come and harass them. You're not, and he sent this letter to all these people and put them on notice. And then what wow. he did is he came on TV with us, on Brighty on Tot TV with me and Richard Mack. And he said, here's what I did. And I have a copy of the letter so that every American can take it to the 3,081 sheriffs, every county. Americans, here's the letter. Take it to your sheriff and see if he'll send a similar letter. You'll use my letter, Bob Songer's letter, as the mm-hmm. boilerplate or the, you know, the template. Then each sheriff, just imagine if the feds get 3,000 letters from sheriffs saying, you got to stop. That'd be very powerful, wouldn't it? So that's what we do. That's what we're gunning for. I shouldn't say gunning for. They'll take that all wrong, won't they? Um, <laughs> right. That's what we're advocating. Yep. Well, Sam, Sam, you also, uh, before, before we um, 
depart. First of all, uh, thank you uh, for, for being on. And, and we just had an awesome time talking to you. And we would love to talk to you some more and have you back on again, if that would be okay with you. Um, and we'll then, make it happen, sir. We'll be looking forward to it. Absolutely. And then I would ask you too, just um, as we wrap up, uh, stay on with us just for a few minutes after we get off the air, because I have a couple questions for you. But um, this was just great. Uh, one of the last things I have uh, that I wanted, and Mike, I don't know if you have anything, but the, the county, uh, you mentioned you mentioned some books that Sheriff Mack wrote, um, the, the County Sheriff, America's Last Hope, Are You a David, and um, and a few other, the proper, the proper role, role of law, law, enforcement, yep, yeah. law enforcement. He also wrote Where, a book about the Second Amendment called From My Cold Dead Fingers. I, you know so what? People kind of get the yep. history. I bought that one um, when I was out in South Dakota when I first met Sheriff Mack and saw you speak. So yeah, I have that one and it's great. Um, where can people find those books? Where do you guys want them to go if they're interested in purchasing those? CSPOA.org. You can CSPOA. join as a member. Uh, you can get materials. You can follow what we're doing, Beautiful. Uh, et cetera, all on that website. Beautiful. I'm, I'm on there right now. I believe I see the shirt you're wearing on here. Yeah, yeah you can awesome get one. Shirt. Yeah. That's beautiful. You can That's look awesome. just like me. Not that you right. ever want to do that. I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, what man, I always this... tell people about masks, by the way, when, when I'm not wearing a mask, I say, how do you like my mask? And they look at me strange. And I say, God gave it to me. If I had your mask, I'd look like you. Right. <laughs> exactly. Well, I'll tell you what, this has been great. Um, it's, you've shared so much information with um, our listeners, and I can't thank you enough for that. Um, seriously, um, we appreciate you cspoa.org thanks so much and god bless with that said uh, with that said sam god bless you sir um god bless you out there listening this evening we appreciate you very very much and as always god bless america uh until next time be safe and well